Wolfpack Nation, welcome back to Scott Woods One Man Wolfpack. We have arguably the funniest person I've ever been around in my life. Uh, was a roommate for three, two, two years, two, two years, years? Two, two years. years. Uh, I didn't want him the first two years, and then I I, did, I warmed up to him the last two years. Uh, he he's one of the only Australians I think I've played with. I'm trying to think if I played with anybody overseas. I played against a lot of Australians, but. I don't think I played with any. Uh, he's a great teammate, absolutely goofy. Jordan Vandenberg. <laughs> How's everybody going? Hey, man, it's, it's good to see your face. That's for sure. It's good, it's good to see your face. But be, before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get into action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Vandenberg, the first question I got is, what are you doing now? It, it just inform everybody. Listen, I'll tell you straight up. You know, everybody, you know, they want uh, David Thompson on here. You know, they, they, they want some of these big name guys. But a, uh, a while back, I posted who y'all want to see on on the podcast. And I got a, I got a random message one day on Twitter from some goofy guy. I, I had to look closely at the picture and it was you. I was like, you know oh, what? I remember back in the day when I posted something on Twitter asking who they wanted to see. And that that big, goofy, seven-foot-one kid, Jordan Vandenberg, is who they wanted. So I got to give the people what they want. So what are you up to? Just just fill us in. All right. So uh, would you want the timeline since I graduated or do you want the last couple of years? Just just give us the last few years. We'll 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 dive into. Um, I've got some questions about uh, playing professional basketball, so we'll we'll dive into course, a little bit of, of bit of post NC State a little bit later. So just just give us the quick update what you've been doing uh, recently. All right. So when COVID hit, I went back to school. Um, I got a graduate certificate in data science, um, and I'm working at a bank called the National Australia Bank in Australia, and I'm a business analyst intern there. Um, and that should be for four to five months. And then I should get promoted to full-time business analyst and see where that takes me. Okay. So uh, that, that, that sounds a little bit fun. Are you enjoying it is the question. Cause I tell everybody, listen, my, my basketball career ended uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. Now it's a different yeah. changeup. So how's the adjustment been? Oh, you know, as, as you would have felt, you know, you go from that team environment, you see those same kind of dudes for a year and then you get a new team. Um, it, it was some adjusting, uh, you know, getting into, I, I worked in an office for probably the last five months and just, you know, doing the daily grind. It's not like school. It's just, once you get into it, it takes about a month. It's great. You know, you got, you, you got your people, you go get coffees, you have lunches together, you, you know, you, you barely work. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, the initial shock of not playing ball anymore really, really stung. Um, I ain't gonna lie, it was tough for a few months, just like, all right, what's next? Um, but then, you know, once I found my footing and was like, I need to get a little bit more education, everything went along nice and smoothly. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoy being back home, uh, 
but it wasn't as fun as traveling. That's for sure. That's that's for sure. There's no, there's nothing like basketball. So growing up in Melbourne, Australia, you know, you went to Box Hill, correct? I did. Yes. Uh, which is a a big time program in the Australia area. You can go through all the guys that have come through there. Talk about, you know, growing up in Australia, then, you know, picking up on basketball. Obviously, you had the size. So, I mean, there wasn't many options after, you know, once you hit about six, nine, probably it was just like, okay, I got to find a way to play basketball. But just talk about that growing up, how how much that meant to you and, and you know, the whole background story on that. Okay, so basketball is only a club sport in Australia, really. Like you, no one cares about your high school team. I know you had like a, a what five six thousand person arena for your high school team or it's something crazy. Big. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, um, we had like two rows of benches, and that was for the players. And no one came to watch, and no one even cared. Like if you lived next door to the school, you didn't know a game was on when a game <laughs> happened. So, so you played representative basketball. And once again, that was like 20 people, which was your parents coming on a Friday night to watch you play. So um, I was average at best. I, I got better when I was around 16, 17. I was invited to a place called the Australian Institute of Sport. I went there for a year. That's where players like uh, Patty Mills, Matthew Della Vadova, okay. uh, Ryan Bogut, all those players go through there. So they basically select the 14 best players in the country. And that was me at 18, according to them. And went out there for a year for schooling. Um, and once I graduated from there, um, I had all my recruiting visits. So went to NC State, went to Nevada, went to uh, University of Southern Cal, went to uh, Boise State, and went to uh, Utah Valley. Um, but <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to go to college until I was in 11th grade. So in Australia, we don't have the SAT. So you have to book it yourself, take it yourself. Uh, and you take it with a bunch of other players that just found out they could go overseas. Uh, and it costs a fair bit of money to take. Um, and you, you can take it once every every six months. I only had to take it once, but it was a very stressful uh, process. But um, yeah, everything in Australia is based around your club. It's normally localized. So I played for a club that was a 10-minute drive away, and all the local kids would play there. Um, and then I eventually played for the Australian team over in – in the Australian junior team, sorry, over in Germany one time mm -hmm. and over in Italy one time. Um, but, yeah, basketball really didn't take the forefront until I went on my recruiting visits. Um, and, you know, obviously I went to NC State. I got some stories about that. Uh, but yeah, once, once I got into college and didn't play for three years, then after that is when basketball kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of did its thing. So yeah, it, in Australia, it's, yeah, you, you, if you came from America, you'd be like, where's the school spirit? There is any, where's the colleges? You wouldn't know where college was. You wouldn't know who the local team was. You wouldn't know anything. Like, to be honest, you wouldn't even know when the professional basketball league is on over here. Like, it's not really that big right now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> now it's a little bit bigger because we have Ben Simmons, obviously not playing right now, and Patty Mills playing pretty well. Now yeah. it's it's more of a sport. When I was younger, it was like Luke Longley, and then, yeah, Bogut came through in, what, 05. So there was no real, like, role models or anything. There was no real pathway for us out of Australia. Um, and, yeah, I, like, accidentally got to NC State anyway. So, you know, I was, I was blessed just to even get there. <laughs> <laughs> so... My next question is, and I ask every person I have on, there kind of hits a moment when you start playing basketball where you're like, you know what, 
I might be able to do this at the next level. Like I feel like I have the skill level. Uh, and then it, obviously it happens in college sometimes where you're like, okay, maybe I could play professional basketball. When did that moment hit you that you're like, you know what, maybe I could, you know, play at the next level, maybe go to college and do this. All right. Let, let me be completely honest with you, Scott. As you know, I, I barely played my first four years. And my senior year, I actually played a little bit. Not much. I played like 18 minutes a game. I, I for not one minute, thought I was going to be a professional basketball player. Even up even up to when I graduated, when I went to, went to Sacramento Kings on like the first day of workouts. After that, I, I accidentally broke um, Wally. Wally. Zerbiak? Uh, no, no, no. I can't remember his name. Broke this dude's note in, in the first drill the coach had to play on me the rest of the, the training I, I felt really down i had no phone calls um <laughs> not sure if you knew this i was going to job fairs i stopped i stopped working out um <laughs> you can ask babaleo i walked into babaleo's office on the thursday because i got a phone call from the new york knicks four weeks after i stopped basketball and i said aleo i got a workout with the new york knicks <laughs> i need to be in shape he goes, no, nah, you're, you're an idiot. He goes, you can, you could do some running, but I ain't going to do anything. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Um, like, cause they called me on the Wednesday. They said, can you come tomorrow? I said, no, no chance. I'm busy. I got school. I, I said something. I didn't, it wasn't telling the truth. I just was out of shape. And they go, what about Monday? I said, yeah, you know, New York Knicks are calling you. You have to go. So, yeah. um, I rocked up out of shape. Uh, I played against a dude from Arizona state university who averaged 4.4 blocks a game. Uh, if you ever meet Derek Fisher, ask him about the out of shape Australian guy that he ran backwards when I was doing the, uh, you did the three minute drill. We had to run full length of the court. I think I did it with the Suns once. Yeah, I, tried yeah, to, so, I tried to avoid any workouts that made me run. Yeah. So you, so just in case anyone's listening, uh, three minute, um, trial is basically you run full court back and forth and you want to get like above 24. I got a 17. And Derek Fisher ran backwards for about a minute and a half of it, just talking to me. He's like, why are you out of shape? I go, I didn't think I was going to play basketball. He's like, well, you're good at basketball. Why, why don't you work out? I'm like, yeah, you, you make a good point. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so after I left there, um, they called me up. Oh, wait, uh, you know, you probably want me to go down this path, but I'll go down anyway. They called me up. They go, do you want to play in the summer league? And I'm like, why the hell would they want me to play in the summer league? Um, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. My agent did not believe in me. I had a different agent back then. He's like, I booked you for another camp because they're going to cut you after two days and you're going to go to this other camp. You're going to make some money there. I'm like, what the hell? No, no, I'm going to stay with the Knicks. So I, I did the whole summer league with the Knicks. I played maybe four minutes. I played in two games out of the nine games I was there, right? But you, mm -hmm. you've you been there. You get good cash. You know, you, you're enjoying yourself. We were, we were at that mall when the shooting happened. Remember yeah. we were having pizza and I just stacked my pizza up, walked out with a pizza. I didn't care. <laughs> um and so like after summer league Derek fisher comes up to me shakes my hands like i should have played you more i'm like yeah it is what it is right i'm like i'm never hearing from the knicks again never hearing from them again and i switch agents i get a phone call that he's like oh the knicks want you coming to some to training camp and bogut at the time was my mate he goes never go to training camp because you'll never be seen again like you'll go they won't give you any money don't go to training camp yeah. And I'm like, I say this to my agent. He goes, well, they're offering you a partially guaranteed deal. I say, get out of here. Like, let's go. <laughs> I don't want to play anywhere else. Let's go. Let's go do this NBA thing. So um, what happened was the day before I left Australia, I twist my ankle. Uh, I was in great, like great shape for myself. 
which you never saw when you were at college. Um, <laughs> twist my ankle, went back, went up to the Knicks, said, yo, I twist my ankle. They said, that's cool, come over. Uh, when I came back from that, after about six weeks of being hurt, I did three sessions and herniated disc in my back. Uh, so I was out nine months with that. So, yeah. That, so that whole time I was like, that was when I believed I was, could be a professional athlete. And then when I hurt my back, I was like, I should have never tried to do this. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, it, you, you had the talent. You had a little bit of bad luck. Listen, there's not, I, I can tell you this. I haven't played with many seven footers that can dunk between the legs. You don't give yourself enough credit. There's some yeah. skill there. There's some skill there, buddy. So you went down a, a rabbit hole that we'll, we'll touch on I a did. lot of that. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, It's yeah. okay. It happens sometimes. Well, We'll touch on a lot of that stuff later. So my next question is recruiting. Okay. Yeah. Some people love recruiting. Some people hate it. Some people think it's annoying. Uh, when did you know NC state was the right place for you? Okay. I, I need to tell you about my recruiting visit because you'll ask me why I went there with the way yeah. things went down. So my, my first dinner was with Tracy Smith. You remember Tracy, right? Yeah. And he was my host. And Tracy's like, oh, do you like bowling? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, we'll take you bowling after dinner, right? So I'm like, cool, cool. Tracy's going to take me bowling. I go back to the hotel with my coach, and I'm like sitting in the foyer of the hotel for about four hours. <laughs> Tracy never turned up. <laughs> so I just I just went to bed that night. I was like, well, damn. Uh, <laughs> I, guess they don't, I guess they don't want me here, right? Uh, no, what he did is he took that cash that you're supposed to go take and show the, uh, you know, the the – person visiting now he just took the cash and said all right just forget this guy (laughs) that's probably what it is and then um the next night we went to uh pf changs is like me you know money towers you know larry harris uh coach strickland and we're all sitting there and you know everyone's being nice to me but i'm like they don't want me here like this they already regret me being here because cj williams kicked my ass one-on-one in the post earlier that day like he'll tell you the story you ever ask him he will tell you that he whooped my ass in the post on my recruiting visit um but this is why i went to state coach strickland drove me back to my hotel my coach wasn't in the car and he looks at me he goes jordan you ain't gonna play your first year you ain't gonna play your second year probably you'll probably start to play your third year but by your fourth year you'll be a damn good player and he goes and you'll probably make some money playing basketball and so if you come to nc state that's what i promise to you he goes i'm not gonna lie like everybody else you know, you're not going to be a star. We got Richard Howe coming in. We got Deshaun Painter. We got um, Tracy's on on the team still. Dennis Horner's still there. Yeah. Uh, we have Josh Davis coming in. Like, Jordan, you ain't going to play. These these dudes are four stars, five star players. But you know what I can promise you is you will have a career if you come to this school. And that's that's what pushed me over the line for NC State. Like, I had other schools I was going to play at. Other, other schools with coaches like you, the greatest thing to ever exist, and that's a lie. So. It was very interesting that Coach Strickland was so honest, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the school I want to go to." He didn't mention you though when he was naming players. He didn't say Scott Wood. It was very hey, that's well. I didn't play your position, so you didn't have to worry about me taking some playing time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I'm definitely not going in the post, and I'm definitely not playing defense. So we're a very different style of basketball player, right there. That is very different. <laughs> so I got I got to tell you. So the first time I get to campus is Richard. Richard was the first one I was there. We took Richard out, and all of a sudden we're coming back from Pizza Hut. Um, and we're driving and we're like, dude, who is this big goofy dude walking down the street? You had, what was it? A, a, it was like a, a mullet or a mohawk. It was, it was like a hybrid. 
<laughs> I kind of remember even, to be honest. Uh, it might have yeah. been like the, the Australian, you know, craze that was going on over there, like maybe a boy band or something, and everybody wanted their hair like it. But I was like, who is this goofy guy? And then I saw you in the gym, saw you shoot a couple of times. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Then I saw you duck between the legs. I'm like, okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. Yeah. Show me some more. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure if you know this. The first words I ever said to Richard was, can you turn your TV the F down at night? That was the first things I said to him in the gym. Like, I didn't speak to him when we were in the room together. But when I saw him at the gym the next day, that's the first thing I said to him. I felt like the biggest a-hole. But he, he had his TV loud all night. I don't think he was home. And I couldn't sleep. And I was just came off like a 30-hour trip. And I was, I was like, turn your TV. And he was like, what the hell did you just say to me? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not but, trying to ruffle yeah. any feathers here, but you know, I haven't slept in a long time. So can you turn it down just a little bit? So, yeah, I mean, so but let's go my... down. Let's just kind of give the rundown. We're going to go through freshman, sophomore, junior, mm-hmm. senior year, the red shirt year, kind of give us just doesn't have to be too in depth, uh, yep. but just talk kind of your experience, you know, your freshman year, you're coming from Australia, you're coming to a whole new country. It's an adjustment. You're away from your family. Kind of talk about, you know, that lifestyle change, yep. uh, how the freshman year went to your sophomore, junior, et cetera. Uh, the freshman year was good. I mean, you know, it, I learned a lot. I, I want to say that my three roommates were some of the, the best people uh, I could have had to help me develop as a person. Uh, you know, Richard, Deshaun, and Josh, you know, they mm-hmm. all came from different backgrounds, but, you know, they're the reason I worked hard. They're the reason that I had competition in practice. I mean, obviously I wasn't playing because we had Dennis and Tracy, but um, yeah, my, my freshman year, it wasn't much homesickness because I was, I lived interstate uh, for my senior year of high school, but it was more the getting used to the culture, getting used to the teammates, getting used to the style of play. It was a lot more aggressive, a lot more physical my freshman year. Um, you know, very good players at the school, um, you know, dudes who could shoot 40% from three and all that on the wing. Um, my freshman year was a, was a real bunch of learning. And then, you know, we went into our junior year, um, and that was an experience as you, as you recall, that's when CJ Ryan Harrow and Lorenzo Brown came in. Um, that was, that was big for the school. Obviously CJ was a phenomenal athlete. Um, everyone was like, Oh, you're not going to play. I'm like, CJ is a a three, four, and he wants to be a three. Like he ain't really affecting me. It's the fact that everybody (laughs) else is more skilled than me. Um, and, you know, we had we had high hopes and everything. Um, and then it gets a little blurry. I think that was Coach Lowe's last year, right? Was that was our yep. sophomore year? Yeah. And then, um, you know, Godfrey comes in. Um, he's not too happy about having so many bigs in the same class. Um, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And he got fortunate because um, I hurt my shoulder bench pressing um, after I tore my labrum in a game against Wake Forest the year before. So when my shoulder pinched out, it was, I could take 12 months off and have surgery or I could take 12 months off and do rehab. So that was what happened with my, um, with my red shirt there was, you know, I could play through it, but the chances of me re-injuring it without taking care of it were really high. Like um, yeah. we were lucky to have um, Ryan Holloman at that time as our athletic trainer and he got me right. But I mean, I thought I was all good until I saw the scans and they're like, look how messed up this is. <laughs> you really shouldn't even be playing. How's your arm even like moving? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I will take that. That must need a break. Um, 
And then my redshirt junior year was your last year. Uh, mm -hmm. We had some high hopes on us. Uh, I believe the year before was the Sweet 16 run. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, re I remember we um, we got knocked out early. We had, a, we had a lot of talent. Who came in that year? Was that? That was Thomas Detay, Tyler Harris. Uh, and Rod. Was, was that your senior year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so Thomas saw that came in the next year? No. Thomas came in um, Godfrey's first year, right? Oh, oh, that was that year. All right. So Thomas would have been a junior my senior. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, my timeline's up. So that was TJ Rodney and Ty Lu. Be because we went, we went to Spain. Yep. And <laughs> and Thomas, Thomas was at Spain, right? Yeah. And Rodney came late. Yep. But when we got back, Th Thomas was there for a little bit. And then I think he started to have some family issues. And that's when he went back. Yeah, he had, he had he had stuff going Belgium, and yeah, he went and played pro instead. I talked to him almost every day. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, he's doing real well. But um, yeah, so let's go. Where are we? That year after the sweet, so the sweet sixteen year with Godfrey, I got removed from the bench, even though I wasn't a player. I was traveling with you guys to most of the games. I missed a Boston College game because of an exam because I wasn't playing. And uh, one other ACC uh, road trip. You didn't miss but anything we, for a Boston College game. It was really bad. I was at Sammy's for that. Um, a lot of people are like, why the hell are you here? And I'm sitting there yelling at the screen because we weren't doing too hot. Um, but I do remember for the Sweet 16 when we, we lost to Kansas, I was in the crowd. And so I'm sitting there like trying to support the team and have a whole bunch of people tell me how much I suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, when, <laughs> when the game was over, I tried to climb over, like, you can't come on the court. And I'm like, what? All right, whatever. So, uh, and I remember we lost to – who did we lose to the next year? We lost in – we lost in Day Dayton in, – in Temple in Dayton. Yeah. And then the next year, we lost to Xavier in, um, in Dayton as well, I think. So – Going into that, my final year, me and TJ Warren were actually pretty close. Like, we were roommates, me, TJ, Tyler, Ty Lewis, and, oh, God, I should know who the other roommate was. And another roommate. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later. I think <laughs> that it was, was my Thomas. Room. That, that, it it would have been, been a tough room. Oh, Ralston. It was Ralston. Ralston Turner was our room. Yes, yes, good, good man there. And so I remember talking to TJ before the season, and I'm like, TJ – you know, you got to have a good year. He, he knew he was going to get drafted. He knew he was, he was, he was going to be the man. I was like, TJ, you need to get drafted. Right, whatever that means for me, like if I got to pass the ball every time, if you watch us play, I literally pass the ball every time. If I need to give up rebounds, if I need to, whatever it takes for you to be a star, I don't really care because, bro, I've been here four years already. I ain't done nothing. It, it ain't going to change much over the next year. So um, TJ was like a really good leader. Um, you know, there was – infighting amongst certain players but we, we squashed it real quick like the the biggest advantage we had was having trevor lacy as a yeah. red shirt yeah. um because he killed us every practice every single practice he let us know he you know he had chase cannon starts starts battle chris brickhouse and um who had patrick johnson and was sitting there just telling us how terrible we were at basketball it's like come on man <laughs> uh but that, that, that senior year, I, I had to do a lot of growing up because I'm not sure if you know this, you know, exhibition game, uh, I twist my ankle beginning of the, the season. I was out mm -hmm. three games. Uh, we played North Carolina Central. 
And if you didn't know this, North Carolina Central was like 0-44 against ACC schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Co- and this was like the first game I was out to come back. And Coach Garfrey says to me, if the game's close, I'll put you in. All right? I was like, all right, cool, because I want to win. And we went into overtime, and we lost. And so I went in back in the locker room, and I was furious. Like, you can ask any of the players there. I, like, kicked over the exercise, but I lost my shit. I was like, this is some effing BS. You said I could play if it was close. How much closer you can get than tied? Like, I was really mad. And Coach Leo came in, just put his arm around me. He said, Jordan, shut the hell up and get on the bike. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right, Coach. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody <laughs> and go on the bike. But I was so heated for, like, five minutes. <laughs> and then Leo just come in, put his arm around me. He said, shut up. Get on the bike. I'm like, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, it was a fun time. That, and then after that, we had a. I had my career high the next game of 18 points, and uh, and we just coasted the rest of the season. Those versus ECU. So, I mean, we won the games we were meant. To, we were the first NC State team that I've been a part of that won the games they were meant to win and lost the games they were meant to lose. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't there for that. That'd have been a little bit frustrating. I was. It would make. I mean, it was better than the other years when it's like we go against a bad team and we lose, and then we'd go beat two. Who was number one? It's like, what are we doing? I'm so confused. <laughs> All right. So I got to ask you, do you, what's your best TJ that your senior year, redshirt senior year, what, what's your best story you got from that? Because that's the only year I wasn't with you. So I want to hear what's the best story you remember from that year? Like on court or off court? It doesn't matter. Just whatever you All remember. Right, so- so the so the craziest thing was, I remember it was, I'm pretty sure it was TJ and Brendan Ingram were both playing. Maybe it was, yeah, I think it was, or maybe Jabari Park. Some really good player on Duke. Everyone was saying how that guy was going to win player of the year. And it was like three games left in the season. And TJ already had like a 41-point game this this in the ACC season. But everyone kept telling him, you ain't going to win player of the year. You ain't going to win player of the year. So he went on like a 35-point average for the last three games this season and finished with like 42 in the final game at home uh he was te- he was telling everybody he's like i'm winning player of the year like ain't no one else but me winning player of the year and um that was just phenomenal within itself but what a lot of people don't know about tj is he's like the calmest chillest dude like you never yeah. saw him go out he never he never was in any trouble like he he did his schoolwork. he went to the study hall and his the, the randomest thing he liked to do was go get sushi like he's like he was walking room like, yo, John, you'll get sushi blues. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> Off we go. And then he, but the thing is, he had, a, he had a nice car and he's like, oh, can you drive? And I'm like, TJ, I have a Cadillac Eldorado from like 99 and it, it's the AC broken and the seats don't move. And I like lent it to my partner one time and she, you know, she busts the front of it, but you want me to drive? All right, whatever, let's, I'll drive. And, you know, we'll go to sushi blues, sit there and he'll just, you know, talk about, you know, what's, what he's going to do in the future because he knew he had a, a good future ahead of him. Like, um, yeah. well, if he can, if he can get healthy, man, he'll be, I mean, I've told everybody, I think he's an all-star when he's healthy. So it's just a matter of him getting healthy and showing what he can do. So, so I got to talk about pro career. Yep. So we're going to dive into it. Uh, you've been in Japan, you've been in Australia, just yep. kind of give us that rundown afterwards. You know, you, you decide to go do some overseas living, which is probably more normal for you than it was for me. Uh, yep. You know, getting back over there, getting to play uh, in your home country. Uh, yep. What was that like? All right. So going from the New York Knicks, uh, obviously I played a couple of G League games and whatnot when I was trying to get healthy and just it wasn't working. Um, 
but I came home. I played in like the second division here for um, for six months. That went all right. I was still getting back in shape. Like my back was still tweaking all the time. Uh, then I, so there's a team here called the Sydney Kings. Mm-hmm. They, had a, they had a coach called Joe Conley. His brother is the GM at the Denver Nuggets or used to be. Uh, he was brought over from America to take over the team. And they had their center, Terry's quad. And there was 12 games left in the season. So what I did was I went on Twitter and liked every single one of his posts. And I, and then he sent me a message like, hey, big fella, you know, what's what's up? And I'm like, hey, you know, just chilling down in Melbourne. He's like, oh, you a seven-footer. Uh, why don't you come out here and, and have a run? And if I like you, you know, you can, you can play for us. And I'm like, no, no shot. Like, this ain't real. He ain't really going to let me do this. So he flew me up to Sydney. He worked me out. He goes, yeah, you can you can be the injury replacement for the team. So I played, I'm pretty sure, 11 games for the Sydney Kings, um, okay. just off the fact that I bothered a coach on Twitter. <laughs> That's okay. And for people that are on here that doesn't know, Sydney Kings is probably the biggest the biggest team in the NBL, correct? It would be Sydney or Melbourne. So they, uh, Perth's got a lot of money too, but Sydney's got that that recognition because they got a lot of a lot of star part star star power. They had Andrew Bogut play there and everything. Um, and yeah, like the, it was very interesting. Um, it was, it, you know, you, I got a, I got to experience a, a Premier League uh, experience, even though I had no reason to. So um, after that, I went back to the second division, didn't really do much, and then um, my agent at the time found me a deal in um, Japan. So I went over to Japan. They were, they play sixty game seasons. They were ten games in. Um, my t- I, I joined the team. I was a little bit out of shape. I lost about 30 pounds in about a month. Um, we went from being the second team in our division to the top team in our division. Um, we went all the way through to the grand final. We played against Josh Davis in the grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give you a context of my team versus Josh's, Josh's salary or any of the imports on that team's salary would have paid for my whole team. Um <laughs> His team had like a like ten times higher budget than my team, uh, yeah. and they they won fifty three games, so they were fifty three and seven, and we were I think we were forty four and sixteen, okay. uh, and, and we blew them out by about thirty points, <laughs> uh, and I had four points. Like we all we did was box Josh out. Josh averaged about eighteen rebounds a game over there. Like Josh was a monster in Japan. Like he, I know he's retired now, but. At, at back in that back in those days, like four or five years ago, he was averaging like 18 and 18. It was crazy. Um, then after that was over, uh, I got a deal in the, the B1. So that was B2, so the second division. So I got offered in B1 uh, from my team that just won the championship because they got regulated up. Uh, that year didn't go too well. Um, my team went from running through high and low post offenses where I got to pass the ball to my coach straight up saying, I want to shoot 43s a game. Uh, yeah. And Scott, as you know, I don't shoot threes. Um, I did shoot like four in my senior game in my senior game at NC State, but I don't shoot threes. Uh, so I got tr- <laughs> I got traded back down to B two. Uh, I got traded to a really nice team called uh, the Kuma Motor Voltas. Uh, they were favorites in their division to go to the championship. Uh, we fell short. We lost to like our division rivals in a three game series. And then we got to play against um, a B1 team that had uh, Dexter Strickland on their team. Uh, <laughs> Dexter Strickland uh, kept standing on my foot during that game. So I kept getting uh, three-second and five-second calls in the lane because <laughs> if you don't know, Dexter Pittman weighs about 350 pounds and uh, I couldn't really move him. So uh, after Japan, 
Um, I played in New Zealand for a little bit. And then um, I actually was just before I went to New Zealand, I was actually at NC State and I was working out with uh, Ben McCauley. So me and Ben McCauley used to go in the gym when uh, Coach Keats would let us go in and it would be me, Ben and KB <laughs> playing one on one uh, which is phenomenal because, I mean, I was playing one-on-one against KB in 2009, and he's still <laughs> out there running around in 2019. So, uh, and Ben really helped me get in shape to play in the New Zealand League. But as yeah. soon as COVID hit, yeah, it was done. Like, I could have done a lot more. I could have I done a lot of the right things, but I was going through some personal stuff as well. So, my mind wasn't in it anymore, and my heart was out of it. So, I had to stop, like... There was no more chasing checks. There was no more being overseas. There was no more being away from my family. Like I got niece and nephew live right here. Hold up. Ah. Yeah. My, my niece and my nephew. So, you know, I, I want to be around my family for a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I'm happy where I am in life. So I would have liked to play more, but I'm happy where I am. Well, as it is. And that's all it's about. I, I, we kind of made the same decision. I, it didn't turn into skill level or anything like that COVID kind of hit and I had Raleigh which is my firstborn is two and a half now and we were thinking about having another one and I just I told my wife I was like I just don't want to go back over there and get stuck you know you know I want to be around family and and then on the next part of it is you know I don't want to go over there by myself because I don't want to drag them over there and then something happens where we end up getting stuck in Spain or France or wherever so um, you know, COVID kind of threw a damper on everything, but we've got some stories we're going to touch on now. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on one second. One second. I, I just want to, I want to make you feel more comfortable. One second. <laughs> oh gosh. You're going to put the exact same hoodie on as me. The exact same hoodie. What are these from? Twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten, mate. We, we, since it's sitting in the room with me, let me throw this on. So, so well, I woke up know. and my my house was sixty three degrees in it, so I, I had to throw something on. It's a little bit chilly in North Carolina right now, buddy. Yeah, well, it's it's. You're like, probably in what are you in the summertime right now? Yeah, it's it's like mid mid nineties to hundreds. So See, that's good living over there. That's good living. Yeah. All right, so so the first story, man, and it might be the best one. I probably should save this one for last anyway. You've you've already kind of mentioned it. You're playing with the Knicks. I think I was with the – I don't know who I was with. The Lakers? You were with the Lakers, yeah. yeah. And we were – and dude from Florida State was hanging out with us for a little bit too. Xavier Gibson was like – he was just chatting with us for a little bit too. Yeah, so we're we're in Las Vegas. You know, me and Jordan are having good times in Vegas, like – any 22 23 year old would um and we decide hey man let's go let's go get something to eat so we go to california pizza in the mall the the fashion mall and in las vegas and we, we we sit down we get our food we're eating and next thing i know everybody's freaking out everybody's running you know we don't really know what's going on and like the manager comes out and she's like there's a shooting at the front of the mall well two guys from North Carolina don't, don't really know where the front of the mall is. So instantly I'm, I'm a little bit freaked out. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's a shooting. Someone has a gun, you know, there's an active shooter in here. I didn't know a lot of details about it. So they open up a back door to, uh, 
California pizza. And it's like a hallway that like nobody, like it's just almost like an emergency exit. And I'm freaking out. Like I'm, I'm legit freaking out. And this guy, Jordan Vandenberg, he, what he tells me to this day, I tell this story to everybody. He asked me, he says, are you going to eat your pizza? And takes my pizza and just strolls out just as calm as can be like you, you didn't care at all. He's like, somebody paid for this. Are you going to eat that pizza? And to this day, I'm like, I don't know how you remain that calm when there's an active shooter. Like, I don't know. So, so, so when you grew up in Melbourne, did you guys just have like active shooter drills to like remain right. calm? Because this no, no, was not no, the norm for me. No, no, all right. So I, I, can, I can tell you exactly my thought process there. So like, I'm not sure if you know this, but a lot of people knew this about me. I used to go shooting a lot in in the off season it's over summer i'll go shoot with one of my friends um he, he worked at a, a range it was called range 37 uh now he's at another range and done um and so when everyone says shooter i was like well if i see someone running with the gun i'm not going to get in their way i'm just gonna be like go ahead what, what you need to do like you want to open the door for you i got you and if they're shooting if i hear shooting if i if i heard one more gunshot i would have I would run out of that building faster than you but nothing was happening like there was no popping noises there was no one i couldn't see anyone running towards me with a gun so i was like i'm gonna eat this pizza and then you know everyone's getting because I, I i asked the lady as i was leaving i like pulled out my card i'm like do i need to pay she goes no get get out i'm like oh sorry and he just walked out the walked out i was like i'm so confused isn't this like i thought it was a normal american thing i thought y'all you know oh there's a shooting we've got guns here and i'm like all right cool so i i, I was confused why everyone was running like it was yeah, it was surreal for me. Like, there's like a shooting every two years in Australia. Like, you don't hear about shooting. Like, I've seen a gun once and it was like behind glass here. So, it's, yeah, it was just, I ain't going to stop nobody with a gun. So, nobody going to shoot me. The it just would. sounds like, just admit it, your pizza is more important. That was some good pizza. Like, that was some of the best California pizza kitchen I've ever had. I just remember just as soon leave. as we get out of the mall, because I don't I have no idea where the shooter is. Like literally as we get out of the mall, yeah. I call my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, and I'm like, hey, I'm alive, but I want to let you know that there's a shooting around me. And then I call my mom, hey, and then I just hang up on them. And then they're all freaking out, like, let me know you're okay. I'm like, I got Jordan, he's a big target. All I gotta do is stay behind him. Because yeah, we walked out the backside and all we could all I could think was, How the hell are we getting back to the hotel? <laughs> and and you like, oh, we let's just hit the let's just hit the casino at uh, Treasure Island real quick on the way back. How about that? Exactly. We'll just act. We'll just act like you know there wasn't a traumatic experience. I mean, it wasn't for me. I mean, guess for you it was, <laughs> but for me, I had good pizza. I always tell people I had some really good pizza in Vegas. You should go to California Pizza Kitchen. If there's a shooting, it's free, and then everyone's like, "Oh, damn!" Like you know, it's the best discount you can get. Right, free pizza. All you got to do pizza. is have a shooter. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the next one is dunk contest freshman year. Do you remember this prime time with the pack? Yeah. So we're supposed to do, I'll go up to the rafters and I'm supposed to throw you a pass from the rafters. Yeah, I remember I all, that. I was all excited about it. I'm like, dude, I'm about to throw this from the top of the gym. You know, you're going to catch it off one bounce and dunk it. You just left me high and dry up there. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be honest. Like, I had never been in front of a crowd before in my life. <laughs> and then I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on. I like, I don't know if I won or I lost it. I think I won it. I went between the legs and won um but all, that was just a whole surreal experience for me that whole people actually caring about basketball and knowing my name and stuff so yeah i'm sorry i left you up at up at the rafters but you know there was like 600 things on my mind 
And well, all yeah. I know is it was a long walk because I particularly didn't know how to get all the way up there. I'm up there asking fans <laughs> like, hey, do you know how to get to the crow's nest? And then by the time I get up there, you're like looking around and then you just go dunk it. And I'm just like, dude, if I got to walk back down there with 10 basketballs in my hand and then, you know, you don't even get to catch it from the rafters. Oh, just disappointment. It's too, it's but it's OK. Slow, it's, I think you won. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that does matter. So. My next one, which is I, I called my you, you remember my cousin Jay, right? I do remember your cousin Jay. Jay wants me, he he to this day he thinks this is the funniest story ever. So we're oh. my senior year, your junior year, you're red shirting, and uh it's after the season. So like uh like I'm 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 just trying to finish graduating, whatever. Uh, so yep. I had to do an internship with Bob Alejo. So yep. my internship was through Bob and I basically like would work people out. So like when Bob wasn't there, I'd work you out. So we're going through our stretches and, uh, and Jay comes up to me cause he was, he was in town at the time. He's like, Hey, you should screw with them and just, just do something stupid. I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of mean, but we'll do it. All right. And so <laughs> we start going through some stretches before, you know, you're about to work out and before Alejo comes back. And we, we tell you like, grab the back of your ankles and start like bouncing up and down. And to this day, that's the only thing he can picture is you grabbing your ankles and like lifting your butt in the air as a stretch. So to this day, my cousin's one story about you is, oh, dude, I remember the time you guys were stretching and you made him do that. And he's like, but that was the best stretch ever, wasn't it? See, this is why you can't trust Scott Wood. If Scott Wood it does anything for you, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Because Oh, that's not you know, true. I, that's not I was true. It was, it, was I was all in, it was all in fun. Fully trusting him and he pulled that on me, just so everyone knows. Like, I was the nicest guy, except on occasion I wasn't. Uh, in college, on occasion. And, I mean... We, we all know we all know the times I, I got annoyed at certain people. It's okay. Um, it happens yeah. to everybody. Hey. So are you gonna tell any of your you gonna tell any of your uh your Spain stories or anything? You gonna give any tidbits um, on that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite story. I remember Ty Lewis, right? Ty okay. Lewis is a, is a nice guy, special guy, but he's like, Jordan, I'm gonna take you to my favorite dinner spot. He goes, You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And he took me to a, what's it called? K&W? One of those old people places? Yeah, cafeteria. Yeah, he took, one, he took me to that. And he's like, oh, Jordan, this place is great. Look, you get pudding, you get you get fried chicken, you get all this, and you get a discount if it's before four or five o'clock. I'm like, Tyler, you can't be serious. And he sat down, he had like six little plates in front of him. And I was just sitting there the whole time, I'm like, I'm going to Bojangles straight after this. I'm so <laughs> mad at you right now. But that's that's a, that's how wholesome and pure Tyler was. He, he like his his excitement for the day was going to K and W and having his little pudding and his his little biscuit and gravy. And I was like, come on, man. Um, and plus, you know, I was old for a senior. I was twenty four. So, um, I remember I went to a party one time and someone said they were nineteen. And I was like, look, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm a senior. <laughs> I'm too citizen. old for this crowd. Yeah, I, I I can't be here. Um. Well, I don't know. I don't really have too many stories. I mean, like, I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, like PG stories, I guess. Like it's, we, we had a lot of fun. We're all, we're all good people, you know, like, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I can't, I can't think of any stories that are, that are, that are, that are not good. It's okay. okay. It's oh, okay. So we'll, a, we'll, a, we'll, we'll, hey, listen, we'll have a, you know, 
I don't know the right way to say it. Not not like a like an after dark episode, but we'll have like a we'll have a a PG thirteen episode come out where we'll we'll all the basketball players will come out here and well, and, and drop some stories. Well, I, I do have one about about Richard. R- Richard introduced me to the one meat that I didn't know existed. And you all probably know it existed. Um, it's called sugar ham, right? Okay. So I I came home one day and Richard just sitting in the living room with his shirt off, eating this ham. And he's like, he just offers me ham. Like he's just holding ham. He's like, you, you want some of it? You know how deep his voice is. And he's like, you got to have it. This, this stuff is delicious. And I'm like, damn, he says delicious like that. I have to eat it. Like, <laughs> I try to like, this is the best, this best thing ever. He's like, yeah, that's why, that's why I just sit here and eat it. And he just, yeah, left while he was sitting on the couch eating sugar. I didn't even know that Americans put sugar on meats, but um, yeah, that was a, that was an experience and a half. There you go. Um, so I got, I call it the starting five. Okay, it's just five, five questions, um, yep. and you just you answer them however you want. They're laid back questions, easy easy questions. But this is brought to you by Reef Ivy. Need a local real estate agent? As we all know, the real estate market is crazy right now. Maybe you have questions, or maybe you just need an honest opinion from a trusted real estate professional to ensure your best interest is protected. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, call Reef Ivy with Dogwood Properties. For a seamless home buying selling experience, give Reef Ivy a call. For our special audience, if you're considering the possibility of buying, selling, or investing, call him on his personal sale number at 919-995-3111. Again, that's 919-995-3111. He's the best in the triangle, personal friend, NC State graduate, one of the best. So give him a call if you're looking for anything real estate related. So first question, okay? Yep. Dinner. With any two people alive or dead, who would it be? I've had family members, I've had politicians, I've had I've had everything, everything. Any two? You, I'd want to do Phil Jackson. It's a good one. And I'd want to do. He could give you some good Pat, Luke Longley stories. Who's the second one? Oh, uh, Pat Riley. Yeah, he did give me some when I was at the Knicks. I actually had lunch with him one time where we talked about um, how we used to go out and see. Luke out here but yeah Pat Pat Riley I'd like to just hear both of their philosophies on basketball and how it's changed because the, the basketball that they coached and the basketball they were really a part of it doesn't exist anymore so that'd just be an interesting meal just to pick their brains and be like you know what do you think of basketball nowadays and stuff like that two good ones so now you have to take them out to eat but you have yep. to take them somewhere on or near campus, I'm talking maybe Hillsboro, Western, Avon Ferry. So it's got to be kind of in the campus area. Where are you going to take them? You know what probably doesn't exist anymore, but you put me on, is the, the Taco Bell in, in Tally. Yeah. Um, I, I had I had never even had Taco Bell in my life before you were like coming here. And you, you, I think you made me get a chicken quesadilla and some nachos and you like dip it in the nacho sauce. Um I've been there recently when they've upgraded everything, but I'm going to go from the time I was there. I'll take them there because there was a really nice lady there. Uh, hopefully she doesn't work there still because she was, she was getting on in the years. But, um, yeah, she always took care of me. So I'll take them there because I would like – I'll humble them. I'll be like, look, you guys used to five-star restaurants. We're going we gonna to eat a Taco Bell and we're going we gonna to talk I can, about it. I can appreciate They actually have on Hillsborough, they have like a Taco Bell cantina that serves alcohol now. So we oh, missed wow. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely did. They, they, they've upgraded a little bit. So – the third one, which is usually the one that people got to think about a little bit, but uh, it's a good one. The best advice you've ever received and by who? Oh, 
Oh, that's easy. So I had a coach. His name was Nikola Miric. He uh, lives in Maryland right now. He was my under-16s coach. And he pulled me to the side. This is right when I found out I could go to college. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, Jordan, how many star players are on the team? He go, I'll go one, two. He goes, exactly. How many role players are on that team? I go, the rest of them? He goes, exactly. So there's 10, 12 role players on the team. So all you got to mm-hmm. do is know your role and play it well, and you always have a spot on the team. If you always if you try to be a star, you always be disgruntled. You're always going to be upset. But if you play your role and play it well, you will always have a position on the team. And that, that's, that's the advice that got me through, you know, never leading a team in scoring, never leading a team, you know, as a star, never having people, like, focus on me was yeah. the fact that I was playing my role. And if he didn't humble me at that point, because back then, as you, as you were in high school, as I was, as everyone was at that age, you were killers. Like, you were the best player on your team. Yeah. But he prepared me to not be that in college. And he prepared for me to not be that as a professional. And that's what allowed me to at least be some form of successful with basketball. So that, okay. that's the best advice I've ever received. Well, if any youngins listening, that's good advice because there's always a need for, you know, it ain't always the prettiest, but they're necessary to win basketball games. You got, you got to have them. So next question, who's the best athlete in the Vandenberg family? Oh, that's me by far. That's not even, that's not even a question. That's not even a question. My sister played at Oregon. She, my sister played at Oregon, and my sister and she played at Fresno State, and she won championships at Fresno State, and she won champion. She won like conference championship at Oregon. I'm pretty sure. But in terms of pure athleticism, if you go by me at what well, I was a 243 at the beginning of my redshirt senior year, I had like a 38 and a half inch off one foot vertical. I was. I was the most the most athletic I had ever been in my life then. And yeah, no one else in my family really is an athlete. Like my dad's an electrician, my mom's a stay-at-home mom. And my sister, she wasn't a I wouldn't say she was an athlete. She was a good basketball player, don't get me wrong. And she played on some good teams. But purely from an athletic standpoint, I I had some athletic ability. So, you know, as you know, when you now when you're 30, you sneeze, <laughs> you're like, ah, what's this pain? Like this ain't normal. <laughs> well, I played I played pickleball the other day with Mike Glennon and my knee started hurting a little bit so I might be it might, it might be time for me getting getting old so all right the third one and maybe the most important what is your favorite memory in an NC State uniform Ooh favorite memory in NC State you know what it would be it would be when I wasn't playing when we beat Duke when they were ranked number 1 we whooped them we whooped them by like 20 something what and year would that I'll, have been? That would have been freshman or junior year when they were stacked, when they had Ryan Kelly and all that. And it's, and Marshall, and Marshall would like dunked it from the foul line against us. Marshall or still, Mason. Mason, 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 Mason. It might, have been, it might have been the junior year, maybe. No, no, no. Sophomore? Sophomore. Because Sophomore. Harvey, Harvey was, ki- Harvey was cooking. Harvey, Harvey had miles like at 27 feet, crossed him up twice and hit like a fadeaway three. And we were up, we won like 88 to 70 something. I think we won 88 to 71 or something. But like Johnny Thomas was next to me, hyping it up. The crowd was all in it. They, you know, they stormed the court and all that. I mean, like maybe that game when we beat Carolina and um, Will got knocked out of his chair and CJ picked him up. That, that yeah. was a good memory too. But the Duke one was like the first game when the, you could feel the energy in the stadium and, and, you know, everyone was playing real well. Like I wasn't playing, but everyone else was playing real well. And it was just, it was just a, and you know the thing that year we won, I think six games or something. And we won five of them against ranked teams. 
yeah in, in ACC play so like we that's what I mean when we we, we won games we shouldn't have and lost games we, sh- we should have won so yeah that Duke win especially with with Johnny and CJ and all those and Farnold and all that just hyping it up make like even though I wasn't playing I felt like I was really part of the team so yeah. it's like the first time I was like super proud to be part of NC State even though I didn't I, no, 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 I did get out there, and um, Zubek trucked me twice and dunked on me, and Coach Lowe was like, get the hell out of the game, and like, sit down there, and sat me down the back of the bench. I didn't come back on. I played two minutes or something. I didn't, I, I was really upset at me. Um, and as you know, Zubek was a little bit bigger than me. He was a senior, and he was like 260 pounds of pure muscle. Like, he was... It was a problem um, for little freshman <laughs> me that was weighing like 220. I couldn't do nothing with him. Um, so, yeah, that would, that would be my best memory in NC State uniform. That's a good one. That's a good one. But I, I, that's all I got, buddy. I appreciate you coming on all the way. What time is it there? Uh, it's uh, 12.54, so midnight, almost 1 in the morning. Jeez, buddy. I'm sorry you had to stay up so late. I, no, I had to, I could, I I could had to get up for at another 7. hour. Like I can, I can keep going. I'm, this is good. We can talk about whatever. But you, you got, you got a day to begin. I don't. I'm, I'm my day is done. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you coming on so late. I know uh, a fan favorite for many that that wanted me to get on. You know, my roommate, one of the funniest guys ever. So this this episode will be the same. So I appreciate you coming on, buddy. No problem at all. If you ever want me again, just let me know. We'll do it. We'll do it. So Wolfpack Nation, this is it. I appreciate you guys tuning in to Scott Woods' One Man Wolfpack. Um, As always, please like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, We had a rough game. NC State did on Saturday against Carolina. Hopefully we can rebound against, I think, Syracuse coming up. So hopefully we can find a way to fix that. So just keep supporting the guys. I I keep telling everybody uh, it's times like these where, you know, them players really need some fans, uh, especially with the transfer portal. Now everybody's just going to leave if, if it gets ugly. So just keep supporting, especially if you want these players to stick around. Uh, but Vandenberg, man, I appreciate it. No problem at all. Everybody go pack.